Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Goff. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. As I've chronicled, uh, 10 years ago, I, at this time I was in the hospital. I think uh, I was admitted yesterday, which would have been a Friday. Um, and then today, uh, the Saturday, I was in the hospital, and this was the day my blood pressure just would not come down. It had been elevated slightly, I guess, for years, but all of those decongestants had just sent it through the roof. And I knew I wasn't well. I, my cardio, my fitness, everything was off. I had not been feeling well. I could feel the pressure in my neck. Like, it was just not good. So I finally dragged myself to the hospital. Um, and, you know, in quite dramatic fashion. And, um, um, you know, like this was the day the doctor had the she was doing the echocardiogram and we were just chatting it up and having a great time. Dude, I'm telling you, she put that thing to my heart. She was like, oh, there's something wrong with your heart. She packed up her shit. She got out of that room quick. And, uh, you know, chit chat was over. <laughs> like, so I was I got scared, too. But I'll be honest with you. The first night I was in the hospital, I remember, you know, my sister was, she came to spend the night with me, but she had to leave to like go get food or, you know, something to tide her over. She wasn't prepared to spend the night. So she left for a couple of hours and I was in the hospital room by myself after, you know, you get admitted and you finally get your room. You're just sort of there. And, uh, I was waiting, you know, for more tests and all that. So, um, I remember, I was just in the bed and I was just like, oh my God, like, I don't want to die from this. And just clearly, calmly, I just heard a voice saying, you're not going to die from this. And I was like, okay. And after that, I never was scared. I mean, and these doctors, they come at you, you know, I had one doctor the next day yelling at me. He's like, tell me what kind of fast food you eat. And I was like, I don't eat fast food. Tell me, tell me. And I was like, I don't eat fast food. And finally, once my blood work really started coming back consistently, I could tell I don't eat badly. I just had high blood pressure that I wasn't aware of. And finally, when I was discharged, the the cardiologist was like, you know, clearly you just didn't know. And I went to see him for, I think I had to have uh, three successful echocardiograms, and then I didn't need a cardiologist anymore. So probably a year later, he was like, I get it. You just didn't know you had it. But people of color have to be aware. You know, he was a, an Indian gentleman, and he's like, um, but people of color, we have to be aware. I was like, yeah, I get that. But I, I, I'm trying to tell you that my blood pressure hasn't been this elevated the whole time. And I wasn't just blowing off doctors the whole time. I went to this urgent care. You know, I had moved. It was a whole bunch of things. I had moved out of state. I'd moved back in state. And so many things. I had to get a job. I was working at a place that didn't have any air conditioning. Yes, in 2010, there was no air conditioning. It was just a lot. It was a lot of, like, the perfect storm circumstances. And finally, he was like, you know, people of color, we just have to be aware. So, listen, take take care of yourselves, especially as you get older. And, um, you know, it would be even better if you did it when you were younger. That way you, you have less to do when you get my age. <laughs> but I sort of just reverse engineered my life 
And I think you can do that too. You can be the hero of your own journey. You don't have to wait for somebody to tell you or give you permission. And I'll tell you one thing I did not do is sit in that hospital and look up all the symptoms to all the things that they said was wrong with me. I didn't even bother to focus on that. I never looked it up. I didn't bother to look at any of it. I, I don't think the only thing I looked up was how to get healthy. And that was it. I only focused on getting healthy. And I am living proof, emphasis on living, that you can change your life and you can change your health and your whole situation, you know, by what you focus on. And I literally pushed anything that wasn't going to make me healthy out of my life. People, situations, uh, food, whatever. If it was bad for me, I couldn't deal with it. I wouldn't deal with it. And um, you get that opportunity every day. Whatever you're unhappy with in your life right now, it's based on a series of decisions that you made. So guess what? You can make new decisions and be happy with your life. It sounds simple. It's not. It's complicated. But it is simple. Until it's not. You know what I mean? Like, you can do this. I am an absolute example of, you know, what Joel Osteen talks about all the time. Um, I don't listen to a lot of other preachers, but, you know, yeah, the the medical report didn't look good. (laughs) It looked bad. And I had a staff of doctors sort of looking at me like, dude, I hope you make it. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I did. I made it. And, you know, I'm very, very pleased with myself and my life. And God has been good to me. And it was nothing but, uh, you know, a lot of work, a lot of prayer. And I truly believe God wanted me to see what that situation would be like. So I could not, (laughs) not, um, you know, waste any more time. Because seriously, once you've got people looking at you like, yeah, it's for real life or death. It changes everything. It changes your complete entire perspective. And sometimes that's what you need. You need something to be like, yo, do you want to die over this? And not like, you know, in the movies, but like for real, like you're not going to be alive anymore. And we've got all these young people who don't think they're going to live past the age of 17. So they just enjoy shooting at each other and killing each other. It's sad. That's not a life. You're already in hell. If you if you're 16 and all you can think about is selling drugs and being dead before you're 18, you're you're already a slave. You're already dead. What you focus on is what you experience. And you guys aren't even these young people aren't even giving themselves a, a enough of a chance to grow out of their bad habits and mistakes. Their shit is deadly at 15. And that's terrifying. There's so much that's terrifying out here. But to me, that's just really, really sad and scary. And so on that note, I took it left. But seriously, you you are in control of your destiny. So much of what you think you're, you're just being dealt or handed. It's a series of decisions that you made. And I don't care what your circumstances are. You can use your circumstances to be a victim or you can use them to be motivation to be better than your parents, better than everybody else around you, and elevate yourself. 
and the peer pressure to stay mediocre is high. I get that. But fuck that. You're born to be great and to do great things. There's something that you can do in this world that no one else can do. You brought it with you. You figure it out and you share it with us. And I'm not going to hurt nobody's feelings when I say this, I hope. But not all of y'all are rappers. Some of y'all, rap ain't your gift. So (laughs) rethink it. (laughs) All right. Be well. Friday feels like life is delicious. Please enjoy. Please be safe. Thank you for listening. We've had a surge of listeners. I appreciate the support. Uh, And yeah, thank you so much for listening and being part of this whole process. I really, really have mad respect and mad love for you, which is better than regular love. I can't even express it. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Great weekend. Be your best.